everyone. I'm Tree Londa, Tree Lowe from Phenomenal Disabilities. And we are here with Liz Pritchard, Sister Left and Shades, and Tree Sister Right in the Colorful Hair Rock. Uh, the, the world and famous artist and editor in The Extraordinaire. Hi everyone, thank you so much for having me. My name is Liz. I'm a neurodiverse artist and advocate who illustrates inclusion for all kinds of minds. Thank Great. you for having me today. I'm very thank happy you. to be here. Thank you. Okay, um, Liz, um, you and I have worked together on many projects and I've come to you know, know you as such a very amazing person, uh, organized, disciplined, uh, you know your way, your ins and outs at editing, and I love your professionalism. Um, can you tell the world a little bit about how you actually, you know, you work and perform uh, with your disability? Yeah. So with my disability, like any um, any uh, condition, um, it comes with challenges, but with those challenges can come amazing strengths. So how it helps my video editing, my autism and my conditions. Um, so I have a hard time, for example, with um, comprehension and processing. But on the flip side of my struggles um, comes this amazing ability to calculate. Um, I can just do all the math in my head, multiply and subtract. So I know how to speed up a clip to the beat with the music. I do it all in my head. Right. It gives me an ability to hyper focus on details that most people wouldn't notice. And I can really hone in on that and um, sharpen that skill, which I've done because of the hyper-focus and the calculating abilities, which when I was given my IQ test um, in later high school again, it was like way superior in the calculating range. I don't think the school psychologist said she never saw anyone um, fill out the entire sheet of multiplication, division, subtraction, addition as fast as I did. And yeah. I got a more but like it's what I, I love numbers numbers was like amazing um it was like it's like a i just loved the rhythm and calculating and timing so my special interest which is by society seen as an obsession i prefer to call it a unique focus a right. unique focus um it's all in the word and how you frame it that can like words are nothing but they're everything too it's how you frame it you know and words matter um like too much emphasis on a label is detrimental okay but the right amount um you know, like, it's like just the intent behind it too. That makes sense. Right, right, yeah, right. It helps me right. a lot. Um, so my challenges became my strengths and now they're intertwined in a way that I wouldn't be able to do this if I wasn't autistic. Did the negative impact from society help build your character to another level or create a backslide of problems like in between your life or somewhere in there? Or, or do you feel like it, it actually inspired you to motivate you uh, with people's negative comments? A little bit of both. In the beginning, it held me back, but now it motivates me to encourage conversation and dialogue. Even if it makes you uncomfortable, we have to talk about it or else we won't understand it. Okay. Just like with many marginalized group, the best way to go if you need a question or need to learn more about something is go straight to the source, whether it's LGBTQ, neurodiverse, any marginalized group. I think um, it encourages me to keep advocating and I can't control what others think, but maybe I, I doesn't mean I can't try to encourage others to I mean, uh, learn besides, more. Besides from advocating, um, I mean, what else did you find yourself doing that just because, I'm gonna say, just because these individuals would have said something negative to you um, mm -hmm. and you use it as kind of like as a positive, 
how do you use it as a positive? What did you do? What actions did you uh, also use? Was it like you um, use your energy in your artwork, use your energy into, um, um, you know, besides advocacy, what else? I used it into my artwork and I used it to um, learn more about myself. So when I made my art, it's very autobiographical. I paint. Now I didn't really paint seriously until um, the pandemic hit. Three Liz's appear in frame. Um, it really encouraged, actually it forced me to grow as an artist because, um, you know, I was, I was encouraged to deal with my emotions and anxieties more because my hours were cut at my jobs and so because I teach part-time too. I'm an art instructor. Wow. When the pandemic started, like, what do I do with all this? And, you know, now whenever I'm upset, I paint. A super painter animation flies in frame painting the wall. Instead of going to unhealthy coping mechanisms, I paint. So I made like 600 paintings since the pandemic started. I'm running out of room for everything. Yes, and 600 and gold appear on screen. The outlet for me, alcohol inks, acrylics, which I didn't do seriously until the pandemic hit. Same with alcohol inks. I started those and made 600 paintings in the last two years. Now can you tell us the process that you've gone to to uh, achieve your, your work? Yeah, like, um, well, I like it about art in general from the beginning. Uh, I, I would say just that piece right there. What, like, um, like, what did you do to? Do you draw it or hand draw it? Or no, is it I don't plan. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm gonna go, where I'm gonna go with it. I kind of just go with what I'm feeling. Multicolor artwork appears in frame. And with my students, I'm like, you know what? There's no rules in art. Go with what you're feeling. Sometimes, um, you know, school is great. It helps shape me as an artist. But you got to go with what you're feeling too. If you feel passionate about something. You have to follow that feeling and see where it takes you. Just like with my comic books, um, it's not a linear plot. It's more of a documentation of my feelings and my anxieties and my hopes. I don't know where it will take me, but I know where I am in the moment when I feel it. So I draw a portrait of that moment of what I feel in time. And right. I can't really anticipate what will come next. So I kind of just, with my work, I'm not saying it's the only way. Everyone has every way, any way they can make their art any way they can shape their creativity. It's all valid. Right. But how I do it is I don't plan because then I'll overthink it. Right. We used to have really, really intense um, OCD growing up. Um, and I can get into that later if you want, but I've had a lot of like coexisting conditions. And I think if I, if I plan, for me, it doesn't work. It'll trigger anxiety, but everyone's different. Well, what's, well, the segueing on that, and we can get back to your your artwork. Um, were the challenges uh, I will say you experienced uh, navigating with your disabilities? Right. Um, well, my disabilities they impact pretty much every area of my life, um, from socially, emotionally, developmentally. How I navigate everything is centered around it. But I've it's all about balance. Like too much doubt is debilitating, but the right amount motivates you to be better. Mine used to be really debilitating. Um, so how it affected me, I didn't have many friends growing up. Um, I was very misunderstood and I wasn't diagnosed with any of my conditions till I was um, 15. So you were diagnosed later in age two as well? Mm-hmm. And I was very misunderstood, a lot of learning chance. I couldn't rhyme till my teens. Like I was saying, now I write poetry, you know? Yeah. And things like that. I was in speech therapy um, till I was about seven or eight. Um, seven and a half, let's say. Wow. I don't wow. know. Wow. Um, but like um, a lot of processing. People thought I was uh, hard of hearing, but I just had delays because I had a lot of hearing tests when I was really little. You know, I could hear just fine. 
but with the I had a lot of meltdowns too. They saw that as bad behavior. And my advice to educators, if you don't know much about autism, it's not always like it's 99. It's always it's always a psychomotor sensory overload trigger usually a trauma response. It's not a behavioral um, reaction. We aren't doing it for attention. We're doing it because we're overwhelmed and we can't communicate mm-hmm. or express what's happening. Always doesn't mean we're trying to seek attention. It just means we're having a hard time. And my teacher saw it as bad. Um, but you you got to look at the why, not the behavior. Look at what's causing it and why and how you can help that. Um, so that was a big thing. My constant meltdowns and anxieties. We flash forward um, to middle school, high school. I um, developed anorexia and because um, my OCD turned into that. And um, it was really bad. Um, I became an outpatient at the hospital. But that's where I got my help, too. And um, yeah, it was it was tough, but that's also what led me to my art and comic books and advocacy too. Okay, so okay. It, was, it was hard, but you know what? You, it, it does get better. And now I have good friends and a good support system. And I did get to a healthy weight eventually. It took about a lot of years, but I got there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's everyone's timing is different. I think that you can't compare yourself to others, I would say. I think success is a feeling. Right, 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 not, right. Not um, a pacing or a timing test or a status. Question for you: Who is your your biggest influence uh, on your uh, the way you I would say your journey, where you've gotten thus far in your life, mm-hmm. um, um, your art, uh, you know, and, and so forth. Yeah, um, I'd say the biggest influencer who helped inspire me to be an advocate in the first place was Samantha Kraft. Various images of Liz and Samantha appear in frame. Um, of Everyday Asperger's. I actually know her now personally. When I was diagnosed at age 15 autistic, I looked up a blog later that week, that very week I was diagnosed with autism, female blog or something like that. I want to meet more people who think like me or who see the world like me. And then I stumbled across her and I felt very understood. And then I'm like, I want to be an advocate too, but in my own way. And that's why I made comic books. So I made this comic book. And this was the fourth high school I've been to at this point because it transferred a lot from being bullied and stuff. Random multicolor animation appear in frame. After I was diagnosed, I found her blog and had this great idea to make an original comic book about what it's like being autistic. I never published this comic yet, Um, but I do have it somewhere and I plan on releasing it very soon. Just a matter of time. It was like a 30 page graphic novel. And it was just about my autism and how I saw things from sensory to learning to how I experienced the world. And because I was so misunderstood at the time and didn't have the confidence, um, I showed it to people like teachers and peers and they ended up liking it. And then I'm like, okay, maybe mine does something. So I kept making more comics from there and it all spiraled and good at me. Right, 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 right. Yeah, Samantha Kraft of Everyday Asperger's. Asperger's is not due to term now, but that's what she went by at the time. Oh, wow. Okay. Now she's um, Samantha Kraft and her next book, Autism in a Briefcase, is coming out um, next year. Fun fact, I did the cover art for it. So stay tuned. Wow. Congratulations. And I met her. I actually met her in 2016 at the World Autism Festival at ANCA. Um, It stands for Autistic Network for Community Achievement. And I met her there and we've been in touch ever since. Wow. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, I have a question for you. Um, sure. I wanted to ask you, like, where do you think your life would have been if you would not have, if you would have uh, 
to another direction. And like, if, hmm. like if I wasn't diagnosed or didn't get the help or if I didn't, if, 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 you, if you didn't get the help, you know, where would you think your life would have been? I wouldn't. I think I wouldn't probably be here, honestly. Um, Cause I was so underweight um, with the anorexia and the anxieties. Um, you know, it was really bad. If I can go deep for a minute. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, I was like severely underweight. They couldn't measure my BMI. Um, my, it gets kind of graphic. Um, my hands were like, I had circulation issues and like my hands and feet were like purple. And I was like, so dehydrated. And it was like cracked and bleeding. I remember being so cold all the time. And to be honest with you, my memory is pretty fuzzy from that year. But they had to put me on like a, a daily diet, uh, 5,000 calories a day. And, you know, it's like, it's either that or you're going to shut down. Okay. This one is about um, one of the conditions I have and how I see myself and how I see the world. Okay. And I could read it out loud if you'd like, or yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, read it out loud. So here's the thing. I'm not used to reading my poems. Um, but well, I can, I can, I can, I can read it if you want me to. I can read it. I'm just saying this will be good. Okay. okay. All right. Here we go. I'm schizophrenia with sunglasses, shrugging off skeptic glances, moving like a switchblade, taking too many chances, talking to myself to keep the sky from falling because I can hear them calling. My name's getting lost in echoes. The silence hangs heavy like a heartbreak. Do you believe in fate or the choices we make predetermined? Higher selves within webs of the universe play the part. I'm stuck in this still frame. I need help. And then it goes because I'm stuck in this still train of, stuck in this still frame. Uh, isn't it? Can go, go, go on. You can go to the next one if you want. And it's talking about this train of thinking that I can't keep swimming uh, forever. Soon I'll slip away. Sometimes I want to curl up and die. Although you hold the key, no one can save me, but I, but you, I can save myself because you show me what it's like to feel the sun from every side. So what this is about is um, contrasting feelings. It's about hopelessness and optimism. It's about despair and heartbreak. When I say that I'm schizophrenia, it's like, it's a part of me, but it doesn't define me. I'm describing what it means to me. Because mm -hmm. how I see disability, um, what it is, is diversity. What it is not is a complete linear definition. It's infinite. It's, um, it's human. We're all human, you know? Right. You know, when I was talking about the sunglasses, because I have like 30 pairs of sunglasses and I collect them. Mm -hmm. One of my old poems, um, I can't tell the difference between morning and light. Sometimes they get mixed up like symbolically, like when the dark becomes light, um, how you can vice versa with intrusive thoughts. Um, they can sometimes get in the way and cloud judgment. Right. But at the same time, um, making a good situation better or for worse, like I said, too much job stabilitating. But this is about how the right amount can make you be better. Right. I think the best way to grow is to try new things, which I wouldn't say 10 years ago. But now I know the value of stepping outside of your comfort zone because I used to be very afraid of change. Right. In high school, I'd wear like multiple copies of the same hoodie and I had to wear the same outfit every day. That's right. how much change would upset me. Now I can wear as much, many outfits, like a bunch of outfits now. Right. But the point is, um, change isn't always good or bad, but it's always necessary to learn and grow, whether you like it or not. And I know this too, and I've learned that too now, so... <laughs> I would like to adapt to change a little better and just have conversations with my thoughts and intrusive thought distortions. Just learning how to master that. That's my biggest goal for myself. Right, 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 yeah. right. Because I'm much better at trusting, but I could be even better. And we're all works in progress, but 
Right, right, right. That's what's a good reminder too for everyone. We're all works in progress. Right, right, right. Um, I wanted to ask, like, um, what was the most memorable moment in, uh, I guess, in your life and career? Ooh, this is tough because I've had a few. Um, my biggest learning. Um, hmm, in life, I'll start with career first. Probably okay. I'll start with life first. Okay, so a couple. I'll go back to 2016 where I got introduced to Inca, and then I'll go to, back to 2018 with LCA, right. and then I'll go forward to my comics and Comic Con. So let me start with Inca first. It stands for Autistic Network for Community Achievement, and there I met Samantha Craft of Everyday Aspirators, and she was my role model for years and why I wanted to become an advocate. I actually met her in person. We're in touch still, like I said, I'm getting the cover art for her next book. It's coming out in the future, Autism in a Briefcase, it's called. Um, yeah, it was amazing because people from so many countries, all the different forms of autism were there. It wasn't a charity. It wasn't like a new cure because we don't want that. It was a place to celebrate talent in all diverse forms. I have some non-speaking friends, friends who talk a lot like me, and we're all just vibing and connecting together. And like I said before, even though autism is perceived differently in all these countries and cultures, it's still something universal that we share. I'm growing up um, with the abuse. Um, I was abused and, um, but learning how to heal from that and trust is my biggest thing right now. Right. Learning how to have conversations with my thoughts instead of just letting the anxiety wash over me. I'm trying to learn more about why am I thinking this? Where's the evidence backing up that this is just a thought distortion? Right. I'm, I'm working hard to get to those steps because I used to think my doubt just affected me, but it affects everyone that I'm close with. It creates a ripple effect, whether I realize it or not. And I didn't realize it. That's why I'm working hard to be my a favorite version of myself, getting to improve where I want to go. So I'd like to be more aware of trauma triggers, how to adapt and cope with them better. That's why I'm still in therapy. And there's no shame in asking for help. I totally agree. You know, I mean, yeah, I say you and I both have same similar, um, you know, um, experiences, you know, with abuse and trauma. Um, you know, uh, you know, I would say just various many other, you know, uh, same patterns of, uh, you know, of our lives that we've experienced and whatnot. Um, you know, it's interesting how, you know, with these variances of traumas and experiences that we've gone through, what we actually go through and how we navigate through all this, um, where we can actually push ourselves through all that that trauma and to become better, a better authentic self and 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 the next level of our, you know, who we are. Um, right. I, can, I can give you a good example. Um, growing up for me, um, I was sexually abused. I was I was verbally abused growing up. You know, and here it is now. I I think as a kid, I found that television was my escapism. You know, so it's kind of like a watching television was like, oh wow, you're in a different world. You feel safe. But you know what? On the you look at it in a very you turn around, you look at it in the positive context. It actually motivated, inspired me to be where I'm at today and fail. Yes, same here with anime. I immersed myself into my characters and 
anime series and just I incorporated that into my art and eventually made my own original work out of it. And I totally resonate with that 100%. It, you know, at the time, yes, it was escapism, but then I took that pain. You can take that pain and change it into something new. Right. I wanted to actually ask you another uh, question about、um, the contributions of past and present you are proud of、um, that、uh, you've given back to society. Mm-hmm. I think I'll go back to high school and other areas because it started in. Okay, so like、um, when I was in high school, I had a really hard time、uh, learning and retaining information with comprehension. I could memorize things, but not know what it meant. That's my hyperlexia. Hyperlexia is a splinter skill that affects 18 to 20% of autistic people.、Mm-hmm. You can read really, really good, memorize really, really advanced, but your comprehension skills are really low. So I could read at college level at age three. I taught myself how to read, but didn't know what pretty much much of it meant. I would memorize and recite things and spell everything perfectly, but not know what it meant. So when I got to flash forward to high school, 11th grade, after transferring from private school to private school and then public school, yeah,、um, I didn't know how to write an essay. This is almost 11th grade, like an effective essay. And I was failing everything. I was just getting the right meds and support and all this stuff. And、um, but then I had this good teacher who was willing to stay after school with me. And he said a lot of my anxiety is in here that gets me stuck where I'd scribble and not write because that was another barrier. My anxieties、right. and not knowing what to say. I could recite it and show it in other ways, but writing was really hard for me. Really hard. Not just because the static with the voices at the time, but also just the anxiety in general.、Um, so I finally got to that point where I went from failing everything to getting straight A's, and then I got the BOCES Make All the Difference scholarship in senior year,、right. and I got all straight A's after that. I graduated with high honors. That was a good confidence boost. Okay, I can do this. And then in college, I did a lot of advocacy with my comics and just being in news and media to advocate、uh, for autism. Mainly autism acceptance,、right. and just neurodiversity in general. I go by that everyone deserves a chance, regardless of labels.、Um, I've been on the news. I've been recognized as one of Rochester's ten in 2016. They pick ten people in the city and highlight their、um, challenges and successes and feature you.、Um, what else? Losing track. I was on the Spectrum News a couple times. I don't know.、Um, I'm not about the recognition or awards as much. I'm just about. If I can help someone, but I got in scholarships. I got the Temple Grandin Award in 2014. I think、uh, 12 or 15 people around the world were chosen. I was one of them. That was cool because I love Temple Grandin too. Wow. She's a famous autistic woman. She's now in her 70s. Wow. Wow. She's wow. amazing, Temple Grandin, and I actually met her twice. Wow. Once when I was 18, I showed her my comic, and she loved it. And another time in Buffalo at the autism conference in 2014. Mm-hmm. And she loved my digital portfolio idea because that's one thing I came up with that I went and she mentioned it on said you know what, just met this、uh, other autistic girl and、uh, she keeps her portfolio on your phone so make sure to do that too you other artists. But she gave me good advice because back then I was only drawing anime、right. and she only draw other things too, not just anime.、And、right, that's why right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, as we are、uh, uh, uh, getting close to coming to a close,、um, I ha- want to be able to、um, tell you thank you, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time out just to sit with me and、uh, 
be open to sharing the world about you um, and your life and your journey, your process, your experiences of with navigating your disabilities, uh, you know, uh, even navigating just personal life, you know. Um, I, I do have one more question I would love to have uh, the world to understand about you. Um, this is the last question here. Uh, bear with me here. Um, what is your message to folks about what disability isn't? Disability isn't and it doesn't define you. Disability, while it has its challenges, will give you just as many strengths. I encourage you to um, be patient with yourself, learn about yourself, and step out of your comfort zone, artist or not, this applies to anyone. Because the more that you're willing to try new things, you'll learn different avenues to connect and express. Everyone's form of communication is different, but it's also valid. Not just in the autism realm, like speaking, non-speaking, like some of my students are non-speaking, friends are non-speaking, but they find other beautiful ways to communicate. It doesn't define you. It's definitely a part of you, but just like I said, the balance of it and learning more about yourself and willing to learn, um, that's what will make you better as a person for yourself and do it for you. Because um, like I said, love erases the masks we hide behind. Right, 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 right. Well, as we, uh, I'm going to do is I'm going to play a, a song here. Yeah. We're going to do our close out dance song, do a little bit of a jig, you know, um, just gonna awesome. put the song on and let it play. Awesome. Oregano. Thank you.